0: six o'clock, or just after, on the West Coast, 9 a.m. on the East Coast. It is uh, 2 p.m. in London, 7.30 in Mumbai, India, 11 p.m. in Kyoto, Japan, and in Malaysia, it's 1942. I'm Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. (laughs) Welcome in Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitch.tv Live, and Rumble.com Live. Uh, Across all four platforms, we are live, and you can watch the video replay of all 154 shows. Oh my god, we've done 154 shows. Uh, On all those channels, you can check them out. Well, Twitch actually deletes after a few weeks or a month, so Twitch, for some reason... You can't see all the apps there. But you can on YouTube, you can on uh, Rumble, and you can on Facebook. So you see them all there. Also, Locals.com. We are a part of Locals, and you can check out Jay Sheldon over there. Look for that logo. You'll find us. And um, also, I have been extremely active on Getter. Very cool alternative to Twitter. Uh, Twitter keeps censoring and doing all these ridiculous left-wing crap stuff so uh, we are leaking ourselves away from Twitter and Getter is not an echo chamber there is a variety of different opinions over there but you can find me and boy I don't I don't hold back on Getter I post what I feel and I don't have to worry about getting censored etc which is also a part of the reason why we're on Rumble we don't do a lot of controversial stuff on this show but some of the stuff we do is, or is a little bit. For the most part, we try and avoid the controversy because we just want to take an hour, three times a week, and spend it enjoying our life and sharing some funny stuff, or cool stuff, or amazing stuff, or heartwarming stuff we found. Uh, you want a controversy? There's plenty of that out there, no problem. But um, we try and uh, we try and avoid that a little bit. Hello, Luna Amethyst, and welcome. She says it's been freezing outside. It's been really, it's been wet outside here. Very wet. And we're going to talk about that coming up in just a little bit. Uh, But yeah, it's been bad, really bad here in Malaysia. And uh, I'll show you some pictures of that. And uh, we'll chit chat about that a little bit. And also, Malaysians showing just how big their hearts really are. So, yeah, I hope you can warm up there, Luna, Uh, over there in the U.S. It has been a uh, it's been a weird one. We are uh, relatively safe. There has been a small amount of loss of life. Sadly, there have been a lot of people put out of their homes. We'll talk about it coming up right now, though. We always start the show with this. Miko Update. <laughs> yes, me, 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 go update, nee, 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 me, nee, me, nee, nee, nee. dog, yes, dog was just in the studio, we have a dish of water here in, in the studio for her, and this didn't used to be a studio, we turned it into one, but it was where she had one of her three water dishes in the house. So she is a creature of habit, if nothing else. And she was just in here because we have to keep one water dish, wait right over there in the corner, by that plant. Uh, so I will I will t- Miko, Luna amethyst loves you. All right, see, I told her she's in the bedroom right now. <laughs> and our studio door is partly open, so... ah oh, man. Alright, let's see. Where are we going? Oh yeah, Miko. She's doing great. Uh she wasn't actually. She has what I believe is kennel cough. It's it's a respiratory thing. It's not terribly serious, but you do need to keep an eye on it. And um it will it will get worse if you don't treat it. Um, so I have uh, Uh, it it appears for all intents to be kennel cough and it it has actually gotten a lot better uh, just in the last 24 hours so she's recovering not as much coughing as before and uh, she is doing well Luna has a little kitty that she absolutely adores. well cool that is great you need to put a picture up also named Luna (laughs) put a picture on your social media we want to see Luna yeah all right Um, So anyway, she's doing great. She's uh, healthy. She's eating. She's bothering me for snacks 24 hours a day. She's missing someone terribly. And uh, she also has been great on her walks. Uh, We managed, today was actually quite a nice day, weather-wise. Sun was out, some blue skies, a few clouds here and there. But um, we managed to get in two big walks today with uh, Miko, so good stuff. All right. Uh, let's say, oh, I want to do one plug. I don't plug a lot of my own personal work stuff, but I got to plug this one because I want you to check this out. Uh, this is my personal Facebook page, but this is actually what I'm interested in showing you. Uh, it's called One Meter Garden. It's a show that I uh, direct and produce. And um, what we do is little short they're they're usually not much longer than a minute minute and a half uh beauty videos uh and they just show you the ways that you can turn little tiny spaces you know you get a little small balcony a little back deck spot or maybe even a little spot inside your house and with a little creativity you'd be surprised how you can turn those areas into some very beautiful spots well we shot a new one it just came out yesterday and it's up online. If you go to YouTube and you check out One Meter Garden, uh, you'll see this is our logo here, right there, that green OMG, there, there you go, we'll make it bigger. That's our logo, so you'll know you got the right channel. Check out, we've got three different videos up there. We've just only started producing them. They're really nice, we, we love this stuff. I, I know I'm not supposed to say that self-praise stinks, but I think you'll really enjoy it. So do check it out, One Meter Garden. You'll find a Facebook page, you can follow us over there and also of course our youtube channel where we hope you will hit the subscribe button and uh you know i didn't put that in the show notes tonight i should have done that i'll do that wednesday in Wednesday's show notes i'll stick up a uh a link to one meter garden so anyway yeah um last night there's our little promotion there's our christmas picture uh last night we actually had the moon come out <laughs> And we hadn't seen the moon in a few days because of all the amazing, incredibly horrible rain we have had around these parts. Uh, It's been bad, Man, look at that camera tonight. It's terrible. Just tagged you on Twitter. All right, I'll check it out after the show. Thanks, Luna. Um, Wow, I don't know what's wrong with the color of that camera, so let's switch to the other one. I look slightly more healthy here with our purple background. Uh, Okay, Uh, what else we got going on? We have... um, Okay, we talked about One Meter Garden, we talked about Miko, and uh, we are going to chit chat briefly about the unbelievable weather that we have had here in Malaysia for the last 48, 56 hours. It's just been, there was a low pressure system, tropical depression that went off the west coast of Malaysia. Malaysia, then I don't know, is it the Straits of Malacca and then Indonesia? And it just sat there in the ocean, spinning and pumping hot ocean wet water, picking it up from the ocean and dropping it over Malaysia. And uh, we had all kinds of problems. Uh, You heard about it over there in the U.S. You heard about our floods here in Malaysia. Yeah, they were and are very bad. The water has yet to recede. It's gone down a bit. But not enough, and thankfully today we had a bit of a break from the weather, hopefully that uh, tropical storm. Sending best wishes. Thank you, Luna. Um, these uh, From this story at World of Buzz, the link is in the show notes, and um, you can uh, check out the uh, entire story here from the good folks at uh, World of Buzz. Thank you, World of Buzz. But uh, this, yeah, here's just some of the images of some of the places, and look at that. All that brown is, uh, is floodwaters. Yeah, sadly, here in Malaysia, when it floods, we get brown water. Because, you know, cutting trees down and not caring much about the uh, the environment and just clearing, just absolute strip-clearing land. And then we wonder, oh, why does the uh, hillsides fall down? Well, because you got rid of all the trees, you idiots. And then we wind up with uh, brown water floods. The uh, floods that hit Klang Valley over the weekend... Because of the heavy downpours uh, can be compared to, wow, we got the equivalent of one month of rainfall in 24 hours, the same amount we would get normally in a month, we got in 24 hours. Holy crap. Yeah, that's incredible. I don't know what masjid this is, uh, what mosque this is, but uh, there's some of the floodwaters. Coming all the way up there. Incredible. Uh, annual rainfall in KL is 2.4 millimeters, and that means yesterday's rain exceeded the average rainfall for a month. Unbelievable. Something unexpected, and it happens once every 100 years. Seems to me I remember this sort of thing happening a lot shorter time ago than 100 years. But, uh, yeah, dang is right, Luna. It's just been amazing. 24-hour rain call uh, rainfall in Sentul uh, uh, and other places, uh, 363 meter, millimeters. Other places, such as uh, KM11 of Gumbat District at 247 millimeters, insane. Uh, an exception, because during the monsoon season, only states usually in the East Coast receive heavy rain. Uh, this time, the entire peninsula... Especially the central east coast and northern Pennsylvania, uh, peninsula regions uh, receive continuous heavy rainfall. Um, Yeah, here's another picture of uh, a family apparently with their belongings in a suitcase trying to make it through the floodwaters. Not a great idea, by the way, unless you don't have a choice. Uh, Doing this sort of thing is a bit dangerous between currents and, um, yeah. Or secretly, if I'm over a hundred years old, you're right. Um, yeah, floods in Georgia can be quite bad. You're right, Luna. I, uh, I have seen some stories in the past about some of the Georgia flooding. It can get quite bad over there. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been just a mess here and uh, just unbelievable. Um, one of the things that it has done is to show. Uh, hold on, my browser is locking up. There we go. (laughs) to show you exactly how amazing Malaysians are. Again, this is from World of Buzz, and the link is in the show notes. Uh, Malaysians applaud unsung heroes. Now, this is a story from World of Buzz about saving some cats. But believe me, there were people out there saving people, families, the elderly, the infirmed, the wheelchair and bedbound, uh dogs, all kinds of pets, but this story in particular really kind of gets at you. The real hero here, uh, somebody with an inflatable, and there you can see the floodwaters that have gone that high in this house, and there was apparently some cats stuck inside the house. Floods have resulted in the displacement of many, with a huge number of people losing their homes, currently staying in shelters. Uh, remember also that they're furry friends, pets, uh, they also need uh, rather urgent assistance. A video recently went viral on Twitter of a man who saved a number of cats that were stuck in a house that had been swallowed by the floodwaters. There's some more pictures here of the inflatable and the guy uh, helping to rescue the cats. Aina uh, posted this, uh, attempting to save a number of cats trapped in the house when the water level was, uh, level was close to reaching the roof. With the help of another hero, uh, the two worked together and saved six of these helpless cats. What a great story. And uh, got them some cat food and sent them on their way. It's just, uh, it's incredible. All right, we're going to get to that story in a minute. But um, yeah, the stories just continue to pour in across social media of common, ordinary Malaysians helping other Malaysians. And it should warm your heart. And uh, really it's, uh, it's just incredible how people have come together and, um, and done the right thing and done the humanitarian thing. And uh, really just been amazing when it comes to, uh, to helping people out. Here's, a, here's another great story. Uh, this from, oh, the Malay Mail. Really? You're doing actually journalism now? Hmm, first time for everything. Uh, in less than 100 hours, Muda, which is a political party here, raised some one million ringgit in donations to help assist Malaysia's flood victims. <clears throat> There's some more pictures from the Malay Mail. A link. I think I put the link to this in the show notes. You can find the story at uh, malaymail.com but um Malaysian United Democratic Alliance otherwise known as Muda announced it's collected some 1 million ringgit in donations in less than 4 days incredible it will assist uh, some 10,000 families president uh, Syed Sadiq said said donations amounting to 1.045 million ringgit collected from Malaysians nationwide uh, since the donation run was launched December 18th. They'll use that to expedite their rescue efforts, purchasing general necessities, food, toiletries, as well as helping in the post-flood cleanups. And every cent, every penny, every cent will be used for flood victims, 100%. Contributions also audited to ensure transparency. So, wow. Uh, good work by Muda. Good work by everybody in Malaysia. Uh, people have been turning out to help, whether they're cooking food for people who have none, providing water, providing inflatables, rescuing, jumping right in themselves, and helping out. This is the Malaysia that we know and love where it doesn't matter what your race is it doesn't matter what your religion is we are all Malaysians and we help Malaysians no matter what and boy you guys came through a thousand percent during what is a continuing mess here in Malaysia from these floods absolutely incredible but um Yeah. Wow. Uh, In fact, while we're talking, I'm still getting reports um, of places uh, being flooded out. My goodness. Wow. Insane. It's still happening, folks. People still need help. There are plenty of places, by the way, if you are in Malaysia and you want to help or you need help where you can go, Uh, if you check social media, Twitter, Facebook, whatever it might be, I believe even as silly as TikTok is, there are some TikTok people over there helping out. And um, so you can find locations uh, for help if you need it or if you would like to provide it. So um, yeah, do check if you need the help or if you want to volunteer, by all means. I saw somebody post, a uh, matter of fact, did I save it? Uh, I thought I did, but oh yeah, I did. Let me let me show you this just briefly, because it's actually quite true. It's a public post, so I'm not giving away any uh, trade secrets here or anything, or anything that's private. But Zane, who always does a great job in posting uh, some amazing stuff, had a great point here. You know, I used to live in, in Key West, which is the Florida Keys, which if you don't know, you know Florida is like a peninsula. And at the bottom of Florida, below Miami, there are a series of islands, an island chain, and those are known as the Florida Keys. Keys is Spanish for island. So the Florida Keys houses there are 99.9% built on stilts. Why? Because of this, because of exactly what we are experiencing here in Malaysia now. Most homes, except for some of the old traditional Malay homes and the Kampongs, are on stilts. And there is a very good reason for that, because when the flood waters come in, or when the animals come in, they can't get in your house. In the Florida Keys, like I said, almost 100% of every home, I don't know if it's the building code they're required to, there were a few and some trailers that were on the ground. But nearly 100% of the homes are, and not just up on stilts a few feet off the ground. These things are like 8, 10 feet off the ground, way up in the air. Because, you know, it's it's sea level. It's an island. All of the Florida Keys. And uh, it's just what you got to do. In fact, I went through Hurricane George's in the Florida Keys when I worked with the sheriff's department. And the flooding during that was amazing. The hurricane went right over top of us. I still have a memory of the water coming in through the electrical sockets. I mean, literally sideways through the electrical sockets, getting blown through the walls and water coming through uh, the electrical outlets in our house. It was frightening. Um, Anyway, uh, Zane made a great point here. The traditional Malay house is built on sticks to protect against floods, and animals like crocodiles, which we do have here. 30,000 Malaysians displaced, and more happening every day by floods. Crocodiles have been sighted on the roadways. R&D into modernized, stilted houses made of cheap and sustainable materials, ultimately would solve some long-term flood problems. Not going to solve the immediate problem. A lot of our homes these days are built right on the ground. And uh, that is, Zane says, that's the price we've paid for downplaying our own heritage and failing to think outside the box. Very good point, Zane. Very good point. Some of those uh, stilt houses that we say, oh, aren't they cute and aren't they quaint? Oh, they're so old-fashioned. Well, there's a reason why some of this old-fashioned stuff made sense. And you're seeing the best example of it right now crazy, crazy stuff. Wow. All right. Uh, Again, I don't think the link to that's in our show notes, but again, it's a Facebook post, public Facebook post. So uh, you want to uh, check that out. It's there. All right. What else will we go? (laughs) I saw this and man, can I relate? I thought only maybe not. Maybe not, I don't know. I've lived in Malaysia. Next year will be my 20th anniversary of living here. No regrets. Love every minute of it. The good and the bad, the stupid and the smart. But um, <laughs> this is brilliant. And whoa, how true. It, it stopped. I didn't realize it. But it's so true. Thanks, Michelle, for posting this. It's one of those people say this and you answer that, you know, like, You know what I'm talking about, those typical memes. People, how much faith do you have in the human race? Me, my answer? I look both ways at a roundabout. (laughs) Yeah. You know, a roundabout, a traffic circle, where traffic is only going in one direction, and you really just only have to look this way. Again, we drive on the wrong side of the road here, so... You, you look this way for the traffic coming, and then you join in. Trust me, do not do that here in Malaysia. Look both ways, because you never know. You never know whether you have any faith in humanity or not. Look both ways at a roundabout, because yes, most of the cars are coming this way, but don't be surprised If one time some guy, some moron, some idiot is coming from that way or a motorcycle, they're the worst offenders. Yeah. So no matter how much your faith in humanity may be good, it ain't that good. All right. (laughs) Oh, man. Speaking of which, that ties nicely into our next story, which is... uh, Rather interesting ways that people have said, "Mm." gotten revenge there. That's the politically correct way of saying it. Gotten revenge on parking idiots. (laughs) This is from abtu.biz. And uh, some great photos. Some are older, but uh, they're all valid. Many good people in the world, but there are plenty of terrible ones out there, ready to make you swear them off. People do bad things all the time, and hardly anything worse than somebody who intentionally parks in the wrong place. This uh, the, no- the link is in the show notes for this article. Uh, here's somebody who really should have given a little more respect to the motorcycle-only parking spot. So the motorcycle kind of took care of the problem. I hope the motorcycle guy is far away with his phone turned off, and uh, this guy can just sit there and pound sand when he gets back to his car. This one I've seen before, this is priceless. You park in front of a fire hydrant, you lose a couple of windows, cause sorry, you're not supposed to park in front of a fire hydrant. Uh here's a great one. this uh, idiot in the Mercedes. It did nothing to be treated like that. should have done the driver instead, but nevertheless, nice job folks. from a more this is the way the guy parked. This is virtually one, two, three, four, five parking spaces he's managed to take up just for his idiot car, so they paid him back in spades. Here's a nice guy, the ultimate way to give this driver the middle finger. You see the the parking spaces here There's one, there's two, there's three. This guy decides no no i'm I'm more important. I'm special, and parks there so this guy in this monster truck kind of kind of took care of that <laughs> and uh here's a great idea. Here's the thing you can put on parking idiots cars. It's a little picture of a turtle in black and white. And it says, many three-year-olds have trouble staying within the lines. Maybe if you practice coloring this turtle, it will help with your parking. (laughs) Nice job. And again, some moron who parks where he shouldn't, so they took some dumpsters. Now, sadly, these are on wheels, so this guy won't have a whole lot of trouble getting his car out when he gets back. But he will have to take the extra effort to move them. Because they've completely blocked him in with a couple of big, heavy-ass dumpsters. And this one is great. I- I'm not going to go through all these, but this guy who man, You see the parking spots? There's one. There's two. There's the line. The division. That right there. There's the division of the two parking spots. There's one there. There's one there. But this idiot, again, thinks he's so special. The rules don't apply. Decides to park here, so taking up two spaces. So somebody drew lines and said, parking spot, just for you. Very nice. I'm telling you, these people. Anyway, links uh, in the show notes for that uh, story, if you want to check out all the different pictures and share that with your friends. I got one or two more, and then we're going to move on to our book, continuing on reading Truman Capote's A Christmas Memory. This, this is freaky. Hold on, coffee break. This is really freaky. It is a piece of art that the writer says, no piece of art has ever emotionally affected me the way this robot arm has. Check this out. This is an art display. But what it is, is the robot arm is programmed to try to contain the hydraulic fluid which is constantly leaking out, and this fluid is needed in order to keep itself running. If too much escapes, it'll die. So it is desperately trying to pick up, scoop up the hydraulic fluid, which is red, looks like blood, and put it back into itself, fighting for another day. The saddest part is they gave the ability to the robot to do these happy dances to spectators. When the project was first launched, it danced around, spending most of its time interacting with the crowd, since it could quickly put back the small amounts of hydraulic fluid that were leaking out. Many years later, as you can now see, it looks tired, hopeless. There isn't enough time to dance anymore. It now only has enough time to try to keep itself alive as the amount of leaked hydraulic fluid became unmanageable as the spill grew over time, living its last days in a never-ending cycle between sustaining life and simultaneously bleeding out. Figuratively and literally, as its hydraulic fluid was purposefully made to look like actual blood. The robot arm finally ran out of hydraulic fluid in 2019 and slowly came to a halt and died. And this writer writes, I'm tearing up over a freaking robot arm. It was programmed to live out its fate, and no matter what it did or how hard it tried, there was no escaping it. Spectators watched as it slowly bled out until the day it ceased to move forever. Saying that this resonates doesn't even do it justice, in my opinion. It was created by Sun, Sun Yuan and Peng Yu. They named the piece "Can't Help Myself." What a masterpiece. This is absolutely incredible. Would have been wild to see that, huh? Sorry if you're listening on the podcast again. This is a visual thing, but I really encourage you to check out the link in our show notes. It is there, and uh, check out this uh, this incredible post. It's from a page on Facebook called "The Other Ninety Eight Percent." So if you don't get the link, then you can check out just do a search on Facebook for "The Other Ninety Eight Percent." Nine Eight Percent. And uh, you can check it out. It's worth it. It's, uh, it's an incredible story. It's really wild. Wow. Yeah, hello and welcome and thank you to all of our uh, podcast listeners. We are, a po- are the audio part of our show. It goes out as a podcast about five, ten minutes after we're done with our live show. But uh, again, a lot of the stuff we do is fairly visual. So if you want to see what we're talking about and you're listening on the podcast, you can always go to rumble.com. YouTube, Facebook, check out I'm Not Wearing Pants. Uh, just check out the uh, either Jay Sheldon or I'm Not Wearing Pants and uh, you'll find the links to the videos of our show. Alright. Let me just close out a couple more of these. I had one more story, but I think I'm going to put that off for, for Wednesday. It, uh, just as a teaser, there is a bridge in Scotland. The overtown bridge and it is also known as scotland's dog suicide bridge weird i i found this story and trust me you're not going to want to miss this it's coming up on wednesday show we'll do that then it's it's freaky all right all right one more coffee break hang on mm. By the way, Miko merch, which is I'm not wearing pants merchandise, you can pick that up. You can get a mug, mouse pad, hoodie, hats, skull caps, uh, stickers, notebooks, all kinds of cool stuff. Just find us on twitch.tv, go to the about page, and then go to Miko merch or merchandise. You'll see it there. And you can pick up some of these cool stuff, including our little girl Miko's mug on a mug. Okay. Here we go. As you know, we read books on this show at the end of our show uh, for the last 15, 20 minutes or so. And uh, we have done all the classics. Great folks at Gutenberg Project. Gutenberg.org is where you'll find the books. We have done The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, Peter Pan, uh, The Little Prince, uh, you name it, uh, Alice in Wonderland, uh, The Velveteen Rabbit. And uh, you'll find them all at the Gutenberg Project. And uh, we love reading these books. Our whole idea was to get uh, your kids to read or listen to them. Uh, people read books to them. You can have them listen to this. We only do, you know, the classics here. And, um, and we, uh, we want to tip the hat to the Gutenberg Project for these available free public domain books which are out there and uh, so for the Christmas season we just did The Christmas Carol which we finished up a little while ago and then we started Truman Capote's A Christmas Memory which is one of my all-time favorite stories short stories and certainly the best Christmas short story you will ever find so we're going to continue with that tonight we'll get almost towards the end and then we will wrap it up on Wednesday's show just three days before Christmas. So, as you know, they found their Christmas tree and they dragged it home and uh, Queenie went to sleep by the fire, the dog, and sleep until tomorrow, snoring as loud as a human. And so now, the decorating begins. A trunk in the attic contains a shoebox of ermine tails off the opera cape of a curious lady who once rented a room in the house coils of frazzled tinsel gone gold with age one silver star a brief rope of dilapidated undoubtedly dangerous candy-like light bulbs excellent decorations as far as they go which isn't far enough my friend wants our tree to blaze like a baptist window droop with weighty snows of ornaments But we can't afford the made-in-Japan splendors at the five-and-dime, so we do what we've always done. Sit for days at the kitchen table with scissors and crayons and stacks of colored paper. I make sketches, and my friend cuts them out. Lots of cats, fish too, because they're easy to draw. Some apples, some watermelons, a few winged angels devised from saved-up sheets of Hershey bar tinfoil. We used safety pins to attach these creations to the tree. As a final touch, we sprinkle the branches with shredded cotton, picked in August just for this purpose. My friend, surveying the effect, clasps her hands together. Now, honest, buddy, Doesn't it just look good enough to eat? Queenie tries to eat an angel. After weaving and ribboning holly wreaths for all the front windows, our next project is the fashioning of family gifts. Tie-dyed scarves for the ladies. For the men, a home-brewed lemon and licorice and aspirin syrup to be taken at the first symptoms of a cold and after hunting. But when it comes for making each other's gift, my friend and I separate to work secretly. I would like to buy her a pearl-handled knife, a radio, a whole pound of chocolate-covered cherries. We tasted some once, and she always swears, I could live on them, buddy. Lord, yes, I could. And that's not taking his name in vain. Instead, I'm building her a kite. She would like to give me a bicycle. She's said so on several million occasions. If only I could, buddy. It's bad enough in life to do something you want. But confound it. What gets my goat is not being able to give somebody something you want them to have. Only one of these days, I will. I'm... Buddy, locate you a bike. Don't ask how. Steal it, maybe. Instead, I'm fairly certain that she's building me a kite, too. Same as last year and the year before. The year before that, we exchanged slingshots, all of which is fine with me. We are champion kite flyers who study the wind like sailors. My friend, more accomplished than I, can get a kite aloft when there isn't enough breeze to carry clouds. Christmas Eve afternoon, we scrape together a nickel and go to the butcher's to buy Queenie's traditional gift, a good gnawable beef bone. The bone, wrapped in funny paper, is placed high in the tree near the silver star. Queenie knows it's there. She squats at the foot of the tree, staring up in a trance of greed. When bedtime arrives, she refuses to budge. Her excitement is equaled by my own. I kick the covers, turn my pillow as though it were a scorching summer's night. Somewhere, a rooster crows falsely, for the sun is still on the other side of the world. Buddy, are you awake? It's my friend calling from her room, which is next to mine. And an instant later, she's sitting on my bed, holding a candle. Well, I can't sleep a hoot, she declares. My mind's jumping like a jackrabbit. Buddy, do you think Mrs. Roosevelt will serve our cake at dinner? We huddle in the bed. She squeezes my hand. I love you. Seems like your hand used to be so much smaller. I guess I hate to see you grow up. When you're grown up, will we still be friends? I say, always. But I I feel so bad, buddy. I wanted so bad to give you a bike. I tried to sell my cameo Papa gave me. Buddy, she hesitates as though embarrassed. I made you another kite Then I confess that I made her one, too And we laugh The candle burns too short to hold Out it goes, exposing the starlight And the stars spinning at the window Like a visible caroling that slowly Slowly daybreak silences Possibly we doze, but the beginnings of dawn Splash us like cold water we're up, wide-eyed and wandering, while we wait for others to waken. Quite deliberately, my friend drops a kettle on the kitchen floor. I tap dance in front of closed doors, and one by one, the household emerges, looking as though they'd like to kill us both. But it's Christmas, so they can't. First. A gorgeous breakfast. Just everything you can imagine. From flapjacks and fried squirrel to hominy grits and honey on the comb. Which puts everyone in a good humor except my friend and me. Frankly, we're so impatient to get at the presents we can't eat a mouthful. And that's... Where we'll end it up for tonight, we will close out this amazing short story, A Christmas Memory, from Truman Capote, on our next Wednesday night show. So please do join us for that. Thanks for popping by, gang. Thanks for hanging out with me. To all of our live stream viewers and our video watchers later when we have our rebroadcast of the video. And, of course, our wonderful podcast audience. Thank you for your downloads and subscriptions and adding us to your playlist. We really do appreciate that. If you are so inclined and you'd really like to help out the show uh, financially, we don't ask much, but you can check us out at patreon.com slash Jay Sheldon. There's the link scrolling across the bottom now. I will see you again on Wednesday night. Thanks for joining. Until then, I am Jay Sheldon, and I'm not wearing pants. Good night.